0: Dad, I have a question. What is activist investing? Hey, everybody. I'm Luke. I'm Spencer. And on today's episode of Dad, I have a question, we're going to be talking about activist investing.
1: So, Luke, um, most investors, when they buy shares in the company, they're just passive investors. We're going to talk about activist investors. What do you think activists
0: are? Uh, Trying to spark change in, in some way.
1: Yeah, exactly. So an activist investor is... Uh, somebody it can be either an individual or a firm that like a hedge fund or a mutual fund um, or just you know anybody who buys stock in the company and then tries to agitate for change at that company so like what are some examples of changes you think they might seek
0: um, uh, the direction of the the direction that the company's going in. Yeah. Uh, the choices that the company makes, the leadership of the company. Perfect. And, and the way that – should we back up a second? Sure. Uh, the way that I'm learning about a lot of this is that there's currently a somewhat uh, famous activist campaign that's happening right now, um, which is that of Peloton. So you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Sure. So Peloton is a public company, and there's an activist investor that is launching I, – I, usually they use the term a campaign – a, at Peloton so this is a firm that's bought I'm not sure how much of Peloton stock maybe you know one or two percent usually activist investors buy less than ten percent of the stock on this of a company on the which stock is market.
0: A, still a very very significant amount
1: yeah it can be tens of millions or hundreds of millions of dollars but it, it's not enough to actually control the company typically so, so how
0: would how would selecting how does selecting a company to do an activist campaign work
1: um, the, uh, activists usually look for a company that they think is undervalued, that, as you said, they think a particular change should happen. So in the case of Peloton, for example, this activist investor released, I think it's a 77-page presentation and a couple-page letter to the public, to like everybody, and, and also to the board of directors of the company with a lot of changes that they propose. And And as you said... They propose changes in leadership, so they want the CEO to be fired. They want a couple of the board members to be fired. They actually also really want the company to be sold. So why would would an activist investor sometimes agitate for a company to sell itself?
0: Well, if a company is about to get sold to another company that usually drives up the stock price pretty heavy... Yeah. Um. And then – and the reason that they're launching this campaign in general is because maybe they want change in the company but they also want to make money. Exactly. So they exactly. they found a company, for example, in Peloton where hopefully they see that this company is extremely undervalued, right? The stock price of Peloton um, a few months ago was at $120 uh, and I believe it's now around $30 or $40. So it's gone extremely down because of, they believe deci- decisions in the company and management and now they're trying to drive up the price of that company for p- perhaps, for example – uh, getting that company sold so that they can sell their stock and hopefully make a large profit.
1: Exactly. So some tactics that activist investors follow, I, I would say, number one would be like a publicity campaign. Like in this case, what this investor is doing with Peloton, they they speak you know very loudly. They use social media. They you know they they tweet about it. They go on TV they, on CNBC or wherever. They use the internet to you know tell people about their grievances of what they think has changed the company. There's another more legalistic. Thing that activist investors sometimes do, and that's called a proxy battle. Do you know what a proxy battle is? No, I don't. Okay, so what's a proxy, first of all? A, do you know what a proxy is?
0: Is it like a, uh, a fill-in, re- replacement, yeah. Um, extra?
1: Yeah, that, that, that's what the word proxy means, exactly. Like, if somebody's your proxy, it means that they kind of, you know, they have your vote. Like, they, they represent you in a certain thing. So a proxy is how a company, a publicly traded company, has um every year it sends out what's called a proxy statement and that proxy statement issues a number of things a couple things that the shareholders can vote on so technically for example every year or two the shareholders vote on who's on the board of directors of the company and they sometimes vote on other you know other big things another big thing that you would put out in a proxy statement for a proxy vote is whether is what whether the company should be sold like um,
0: so, for example, in Peloton's case, they're advocating that the company should be sold. And I believe in the report you were showing it to me a few days ago, uh, the report names a couple of industries that Peloton could sell it to. So they cited, for example, Peloton as parallels in the entertainment industry. So perhaps mm-hmm. um, an entertainment company should buy it. Uh, there were options for fitness, just large tech companies such as Apple. Mm-hmm.
1: So exactly, so a proxy battle in the, in the in the context of an activist investor would be if th- that the the activist investor would put forward a slate of other directors to be voted in favor of, and that would go out to the shareholders in a in a proxy statement, and there would be a vote of who should be on the board of directors of this company, and the shareholders actually get to vote on that sort of thing mm. um, now. Uh, there, there are, there's a lot of, um, uh, there are a lot of defenses that companies enact against activist investors. Why would a company want to defend themselves from activist investors?
0: Well, from the point of view of the company, they think that they're doing a good job yeah, in most exactly. situations. So they don't want to be changed by outside forces.
1: Exactly. So one really um, common example, uh, we've talked about this in some other episodes, is – having a super voting control of the company. Do you remember what that means? Uh, no, I do not. Okay, so, so Zillow has this, for example, and I think that's the context that we've talked about it, but a lot of other companies do too. Um, a super voting control means that uh, the founders of the company have different rights than other shareholders. So frequently, super voting control would mean that, that a certain class of shareholders have 10 times the voting power of a normal shareholder.
0: And How are those shareholders decided again?
1: Um, they're, they're decided by the founders of the company when they establish the company. So what, what does that mean? It means that, um, uh, if, that, that if an activist tried to launch a campaign against a, a company with super voting control, they wouldn't get very far because they wouldn't be able to elect a competing slate of directors because management basically controls the company by virtue of having this second class of stock, this like dual class stock it 's called, so Google has it, uh, Zillow has it, um, um, many many uh, News Corp has it, um, uh, you know many companies have this dual class stock and it 's one way to guard against activist investors
0: interesting
1: there 's so, another funky way that is less well known, which is called a staggered board, and this is kind of interesting, so usually a board of directors will have like seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven or so people on it. And usually terms of a board are are every two years.
0: That's elections for the
1: board? Yeah, exactly. So um, now if everybody is up for election at the same time, then it's pretty easy for an activist to launch a competing slate.
0: To spark a lot of change in the company by perhaps saying – Uh, As, for example, in the Peloton situation, this person should not be elected to this position and change a lot of things at once. But the alternative is... Well,
1: if it's a staggered board and let's say it's a nine-person board and everyone's up every, you know, three years or something, then you'd only have like, you know, one or two directors up for election in a year.
0: So and, they, would, they the most possible change they would be able to spark is one or two management members. Exactly,
1: exactly. So anyway, there are a bunch of other... Um, so is
0: that is that fairly common on most boards or most boards? Um,
1: I would thing? say uh, that's that's uh, pretty common, pretty common. There's a third one, which is super cool, which is called a poison pill. <laughs> Do you want to guess what a poison pill is?
0: Um, why don't you go for it? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I have no idea.
1: so this is like super cool. I mean... Not if you're an activist investor. If <laughs> you're an activist investor, it's pretty terrible. But it's it's really interesting. A poison pill is um, when any individual shareholder buys enough stock to cross a certain threshold. Usually, it's like ten or twenty percent. Then that uh, then then a new category of stock gets issued to everybody else. So what does that mean? It's like it means. Let's say that you're trying to launch an activist campaign against Peloton, and you buy like five percent, ten percent, fifteen percent, and now you cross the poison pill threshold of let's say it's twenty percent. You think you own 20%, but guess what happens when that poison... It gets
0: diluted because they issue new stock.
1: Exactly. All of a sudden, you you paid all this money to buy 20%, but guess what? It's only worth 2% now. So
0: let's explain what that means. (laughs) So basically, let's say there are 100 shares of a company, right? And you buy one share. So that's pretty reasonable. That means you own 1% of the company. But the bigger the company gets, the more shares that they may issue. Uh, And and so how many shares would have been pretty major? How many shares do you think Amazon Uh, has?
1: uh, Zillow has 200 million shares. So
0: Zillow has 200 million shares everywhere basically that exist Mm -hmm. so you have to spend a lot of money to buy a lot of shares but what you're saying here is basically the company can issue new shares at any time, whenever they want. Exactly. But the problem with that is just like actual money, if you make more of it, it makes the money that's already out there less valuable, which we have an episode on inflation if you want to understand how that works. Um, but what you're saying is that they basically make the, all the other outstanding shares less valuable that this person has by issuing a lot more.
1: Exactly. So basically it's a way to to prevent these activist investors from buying too much of the company and, and, um, and kind of uh, – you know, making a mess from the company's perspective. Now, when I, when I first started my career, I worked at Goldman Sachs in the mergers and acquisitions department. And one thing that we did a lot of there was um, activist defense. So when a company like Peloton, for example, has an activist campaign against them, they always hire an investment bank to help like protect them to give them this type of advice and and help them figure out how to to ward off the activist. Now, in the case of Peloton, what um the company actually did make some changes right what what are some changes the company made? so
0: they changed management, correct
1: yeah, the CEO stepped down and the CEO he's the chairman still, but he's not CEO anymore they brought in a new CEO and a couple other directors um, and the
0: the CEO was the uh, under a lot of fire from this report in particular they uh, the report uh, – everyone should go read the report. It's very interesting. Well, what, remember but one thing they complained about? They said – they complained that the CEO was extremely unqualified and that he made a lot of statements that they didn't agree with.
1: Yeah, and they also complained that his wife is running one of the divisions and they didn't like that. They wanted her to be fired basically. So they're, they get very specific and sometimes very personal with their with their you know complaints. Um, so Peloton uh, basically made some concessions. But th- did that satisfy this activist investor?
0: Uh, No, it did not.
1: Right. So sometimes what happens is they reach a compromise. This is what usually happens, actually, where the you know the company will propose like, OK, look, we're going to sell this division that you wanted us to sell and we're going to fire this executive and we're going to change this thing. And if and, and by the way, we're going to take one of your people onto our board. So you'll be in the boardroom like, you know, helping us succeed. Will that satisfy you? And if so, then, you know, and please.
0: that's that's not really because the company wants to change us, so because the company wants to. Tell the public that they that they change basically to look good in in the well, eyes of the public. Well, sometimes
1: they're they're actually making those changes, like um, you know. But so, but the
0: alternative is is like, the, otherwise the company keeps slamming us in the press essentially. Yes.
1: Yeah, so basically, once they reach that type of an agreement, then the, they, they 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 stop getting slammed in the press. Now this happens a lot, by the way. I actually went and researched in my research for this. Um, there are about eight hundred activist campaigns a year. Um, in what the US. what
0: defines is that nothing
1: it's like there's nothing there's nothing like legal or specific it's like when a when a hedge fund usually
0: probably a more major company would be seeing more activist campaigns
1: yes yes but it but it's pretty common i guess is the point and many of the best known investors out there um, that like you know some listeners, some adult listeners might know the names of uh, like a Carl Icahn or Nelson Peltz. Like many of them are famous activist investors. Like it's a, it's a pretty common thing that some top investors do.
0: So the sorry the Peloton activist investors were dissatisfied with Peloton's changes. What was their response?
1: Uh, the 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 activists' response yes was like not good enough. Like, we still want you to sell the company. We still, you know, the CEO is still the chairman. We want him out entirely. Like, you know, nice try. <laughs> and and they're still battling with each other in the press.
0: So uh, the activists are hoping that they can make enough changes to drive up the stock price yes. and then eventually sell. And
1: it already has driven up the stock price a little bit. Yes. Right? so the
0: day, the day that this um, began, which is also the day that the – and the day the CEO stepped down, Peloton stock went – significant, significant up. I think yes. It, 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 like it 30% went, Yeah, 30% up.
1: So a lot of people follow activist investors. Like a lot of people, you know, um, when they see an activist or hear about an activist going after a company, they buy the stock.
0: So that they can hope the campaign is successful exactly, and drives up the
1: cost. Exactly, exactly. So, so should we recap? Yeah, let's wrap up. Go okay. ahead. What's activist investing? So
0: an activist, an activist investing is when a person or organization um, puts out a report to the public that says the problems that they have with the current actions being taken by a company in hopes, that the, in hopes that the company will make certain changes so that will drive up the stock price so that the investor can sell the stocks that they bought uh, at a cheap cost to make a profit.
1: Exactly. All right.
0: Thank you. Thanks for listening.